it's a constant learning curve, but it also comes with a with a feedback culture. You'll talk about your own mistakes, but you also get that feedback from, from other people in your team. And I think that really accelerates your own personal development. Welcome to Tech Inspired. My name is Priska and I am your host today. With this podcast, we want to inspire and empower more women to start a career in tech. We interview you on a regular basis exciting guests from the tech industry who share their stories, insights and career advice. Let's get started to build your best career in tech. Welcome back to Tech Inspired. Today we are looking forward to talking to Karina. Karina works at Digitech Galaxus, which is one of the companies we are working with for quite a while. And I hope you have already checked out their company profile on our website. We talking to, to one of their employees, Karina. She is a leader category manager supermarket at Digitech Galaxus. And I am sure she is going to tell us more about this exciting job. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Karina. The floor is yours. Um, please introduce yourself. Thank you so much, Friska, for having me on here. So yeah, as you said, I'm with Digitech Galaxus. I've actually only joined in 2020. And to be honest, this is kind of my first role in, in the tech industry. As you said, I'm a leader category management for the category supermarket, which entails food and beverage, quite obviously, but also anything that is near non-food, pet care and stationery. And maybe to quickly explain a bit what category management actually means at Digital Galaxis. It's basically everything that has to do with the products that we sell. So from the moment that we get in touch with a new supplier to the moment we write a marketing teaser to promote a product and essentially everything in between. So that includes finding the right technical setup with suppliers, onboarding them, optimizing their setup, actually purchasing the product, negotiating terms with suppliers, monitoring sales or stock KPIs, planning promotions and so forth. And before that, I had been working in the luxury and fashion industry for about 10 years in various roles from finance to marketing and general management at companies like Cartier, Swarovski and Fogal, which is a small Swiss heritage brand in Hoiserie Network. That being said, I think I've had various touch points with more techie areas in many of those roles that included creating a CV database online with a few programmers for a job fair back in university, uh, finding and evaluating the right systems to support fashion businesses, both in one of my early internships, as well as uh, later on in my role at Fogal leading a pricing project for Swarovski that required a very different setup in the company's systems than what they were. And I had to work very closely with IT to figure out how we could implement the new pricing logics uh, in terms of systems. And even at Fogal, uh, that was a very small uh, turnaround case of a company. So despite my role as a global managing director, I had to be very hands-on with e-commerce and other technical aspects uh, of the business. We had restarted the brand after a bankruptcy and were able to take over previous systems, thankfully, but that also meant that various system parts had never been linked to each other, particularly to the e-commerce site. 
For example, on our website, we had seasonal assets that have been hard coded into the site and all of this while financial funds were extremely limited. So I had to be very quick on my feet to figure out how we could solve these challenges down to actually diving into the code of the website myself. I feel with you on this one because I'm more from the techie side and this was always um, horror scenarios when everything was hard coded. It already sounds a lot of technical skills you had, but let me go a step back. What was like growing up? Did you have any interaction with the tech side? Did you have parents working in the tech side or from your friends or was tech at all a, a topic in your life before you went to university? I, I was probably lucky enough that my dad had quite an interest in it, that we had a, a laptop to play around with quite early on. Same thing at school, which back in the day wasn't so obvious compared to today. But there wasn't any direct contact with tech. Even in my studies, I mean, we had some classes in IT, which to be honest, I consider more of an annoying necessity rather than something fun. So it really came later on when I just had a practical interest in how tools or system could help me trying what I was trying to achieve, make more efficient. But having those experience in the early days already with having your father offering you the, the access through the laptop and in school, you feel it took a little bit the the fear of working with technology when you had then the opportunity to get your hands on? It might have helped. I think later on what, what helped me much more was to figure out how, how to create kind of safe environments um, for me to dabble around in certain things. So one of the very early uh, memories I have with HTML was 10 years ago, we were working with some Microsoft SharePoint sites and certain layout things could only achieve if you enter the bits of HTML code. And I just knew that nothing could be destroyed by me entering the code bits into the field. So I was very encouraged to trying that out. And I think the same was true for certain like file types. Um, as long as I could create copies or things where I couldn't break much of a working system, I was very curious in trying things out. So tell us a little bit more about the projects. You mentioned you already had a lot of projects in various positions in your careers where you had to deep dive into the technical part. How did you manage to do this? Were you in a situation where you got guidance from someone? Did you have to learn yourself? How did you deal with the situation when you get to this point? I think it was two things. So one, it was personal curiosity to understand how and why certain things worked the way they did. The other thing was that I had clear targets, like goals of the projects that I had to achieve. And very often the only way to get there actually led basically through the way of understanding like how things work. So you could challenge someone, you could discuss certain things also with more IT or tech partners. So it was part curiosity, part being forced. <laughs> being forced, you just have to do it. Just jump into the cold water and do it. And then you mentioned also that at one point you had to start coding or you had to go and get to understand the code. You have no background in coding and programming. And I feel a lot of our members, when they've never had anything to do with coding, they feel very scared of even looking at code or they feel like, oh no, that's nothing for me. I would never, ever get a grip on. How did you deal with this? How did you learn to read the code? So again, I was basically in a situation where I just felt I was forced to have a look at it. I knew I had to go live with a, with a website that was up to date. I didn't have any technical resources. So 
my next step was just to look into these files and start understanding the structures of the site, essentially Googling a lot, uh, watching YouTube videos to figure out how things could be logically structured. And I think it was very much that just telling myself there is a logic to this and all you need to do is understand the structure and the logic. As long as you find the bits and pieces that you know you need to tweak, that's essentially what you need to do. And then again, I, I created basically a safe environment by, by working on, on a copy of the thing where I could dabble around and nothing would break in the front end and I could play around with it for a few hours, <laughs> figuring out how things worked and what the impact was. And that's, I think, how I, I managed ultimately to get it done. So you're basically a self-taught coder, I would say. Well, very much almost. Um, I think by now I've forgotten everything again. <laughs> but in the moment, I, at least I was able to do what I needed to do. Did it happen to you that then the people around you you worked with realized, oh, she's good with the technical stuff. Let's give her the project on the, on the technical questions or the technical goals. I think I was still very much on the business side with all of those projects. I had a few surprised reactions as in, wait, you did that? How did you do that? <laughs> But I also had very often the reaction that he just advanced the discussion. So particularly when I was discussing more deep-rooted issues, like in SAP, for example, how you find a certain setup or how you could make something work, even just like having the knowledge that essentially a database is just a simple table and using that as an argument and like how we could make things work just brought the discussion forward. And ultimately I was never the expert. But at least I knew how I could challenge and ask questions. And I think that's quite important. So I absolutely believe all of us need to have a certain understanding of technology to be able to survive and thrive in the business of the future. And I also see that what you're working today in category management, supermarket, at first doesn't sound to me very technical, but you in the beginning already mentioned what it means. Let's go back to that. What is so technical about your job today? Where do you see this interaction and why is it so important for you or future category managers to be more tech savvy? So I think there are two pieces to the, to the puzzle. One is kind of the back end uh, of an e-commerce operation and the other thing is the front end. In the back end, if you look at what Galaxis is or Digitech Galaxis and what we do, we have over three and a half million products in our assortment. So that means in every category like supermarket, you're managing a couple hundred thousand products. Now you're not going to do this by manually importing certain pictures, typing out texts uh, or assigning manual prices or, or whatever. You need to automate the business in the back end. So that means even in the setup with the supplier, you need to create technical interfaces where data is automatically transferred, updated. You have the right file formats on the right places uh, on a server. Your own system is able to read them. You need to configure those files so that the system can read them. So that's kind of the back end side. And then on the front end, of course, you have a lot of automated marketing functions from pricing to how uh, a teaser is shown to a customer. And again, that requires, of course, a setup in the way you have a product in your system that allows then the system to, to do these automated tasks. So that's why it's relatively technical along all those roles and why we really need to have a deep understanding of how our systems work. What is it that fascinates you right now when you do your job, when you work with technology? 
I think it's really the scale of things that you can achieve through automation and through systems. You couldn't operate a business at that scale without those technical aspects and the systems and the artificial intelligence that, that support this whole environment. And it's quite cool to see what you can do, even in a simple space like food and beverage, where it's not so often done that way. I believe it's very important that business and technology understand each other, that they can talk to each other. And it requires like being able to build a system and most probably specifically in this era you're working in that is attractive to, at the end, the buyer of these products. You need the business knowledge. And according to your CV or what you have done in the past, you bring a lot of business knowledge into it. What is your take on that? How much this helped you more being now good at what you do in your job? I mean, ultimately, we're still a business function. We use those technical tools to achieve business goals. And the logic behind it is still a business logic. The way you, you take decisions is still driven by business aspects. So it's absolutely essential to have this experience and to have this way of thinking. But of course, it helps massively to have an affinity for also the more technical aspects that support you in, in, in performing in business. And if we turn the question around, how important is it for someone who works in tech to have the business knowledge? I think the question is always what the end goal is. You're trying to probably do some sort of a product that you're trying to sell to someone. So it would help, I'd, I'd consider, <laughs> if, if you had a basic notion of what makes a product perform, what is needed to sell a product, what are the aspects that are needed there. So I think certainly that understanding from both sides really is essential to make something successful. So what is it that you like about your job today regarding the environment, the team you are working in? What is it that inspires you on a daily basis? That's actually an interesting one because I think the company culture is one of the key things that motivates me in, in a job in general. And I think what's particular also in comparison to my past experiences at much more corporate traditional companies is that a tech company, of course, comes with a much more agile approach and an environment where things are tested and tried out with the least possible effort. And you try to open up completely new possibilities like that. So it's a constant learning curve, but it also comes with a, with a feedback culture. You'll talk about your own mistakes, but you also get that feedback from, from other people in your team. And I think that really accelerates your own personal development so I think that's one of the one of the of the key things that's very fun also to to work in an environment like that. Yeah, and it reflects the the nature of technology, which is very fast changing and growing, and you have to learn on a daily basis. Absolutely, and I think by you know having this MVP, this minimum viable product approach in in many things you do, you also give the chance to very junior team members to really try things out and voice their opinions and, and do things that in a more stereotypical corporate setup, they could probably never do. They do months-long pitches and extensive approval processes and massive large-scale rollouts. It really gives opportunities to, to the people in the team as well and to try out and learn. Now, let's look a little bit into the future about e-commerce and also about what you are doing. 
what is your take on that? What's going to happen in the next couple of years? E-commerce in itself will certainly grow and take an even bigger role than now in our lives. I think physical retail will have to differentiate itself very much through the experience that you have in the actual shop. Whereas for pure transactional purposes, it has already become more of a nuisance almost uh, rather than a convenience. And of course, also COVID and the whole pandemic helped accelerate many tech areas um, in communication, but also in particular in e-commerce. But in the very near future, again, I would probably make the distinction between the front end and the back end. In the more front end, so consumer facing, I think it's going to be very much about reducing hurdles to interact with tech solutions um, so that they become more intuitive, that they integrate more seamlessly into our lives than they do now, which can be simple things like reducing the number of clicks as an immediate thing. I think it also includes how we market to the consumer so which channels are used and how to get rid of those channel breaks which still are very much uh, everywhere and in the back end I think it ties a bit to what I was talking about earlier it's this whole element of automation I think it's still surprising how many of the processes uh, particularly when you collaborate between different companies are still very very manual and again how many inefficiencies and breaks there are and I think in order to scale many businesses, this automation element will have to become much, much more important than, than it is nowadays. And then that's maybe an aspect we haven't talked about at all so far, but I think tech industries have very, or businesses in the tech industry have a very different way of thinking and approaching business problems. And I think more traditional industries can probably learn a lot from them as well. And I think that's also something that will, will help propel them into the future. There is a lot of learning still to be done in different kinds of businesses. And I think you also mentioned COVID-19, the pandemic. I feel it has had a lot of impact on on the whole technology. And I believe specifically in e-commerce, I remember how many people ordered everything online once we had to go into lockdown. And I guess a lot of people would have not survived if they weren't able to use technology to remain alive, I would say, or get their food, their daily necessity. So you're someone who's coming more from the business background and you're, I wouldn't say you're a techie today, but technology is very important in your job today. We have a lot of, of listeners, members that are in the same or in a very similar situation. They are in an area, they know it's going to be automated. It will be more important to understand technology, to work with technology and getting into the space, or they're basically just curious and, and are looking to change careers into a more tech area. What is your recommendation for them? What is it that you have done? I mean, you mentioned already that you were forced to do IT projects or work on this. Is there anything you can recommend to them to be more exposed to technology and getting into this area if there is really desire to learn more about tech? I think it's really about not being afraid to ask the, the questions and, and dig into topics, even if initially you have absolutely no clue what they are about. So go Google, go watch those YouTube videos, go watch those courses on, on all those platforms that exist now. And I think, you know, once you Google the basics, you're also less afraid to ask questions to, to professionals or experts in an area. So you're able to build much more on that as well and have have discussions that accelerate your learning curve but ultimately it's really about exposures look for those products that have those elements and really try to understand 
what the tech element does for you for your business problem in the end and how is there any specific area you see you think you could be interesting to get into right now any in the e-commerce space i mean there are so many so many areas but i think one of the of the, of the big areas is certainly anything that's centered around artificial intelligence to really leverage those already automated uh, things what's your take on metaverse and e-commerce is this something you ever came across? Did you have any time to look into that and had some thoughts on how it will impact your future job? To be honest, it's one of those areas that I've been following and been curious about, but I haven't like taken the deep dive uh, I wish I, I had taken. And it's certainly also one of those areas that I'll, I'll look into much more over the next probably months, because I do think uh, there are very interesting opportunities, particularly in certain areas like, like fashion retail. I'm very curious to see what's happening with Metaverse mm -hmm. and then the whole e-commerce space. Mm -hmm. I mean, just thinking about that you can already buy real estate in the Metaverse for Absolutely. an amazing amount of money. It's, it's crazy. So I, I will have a lot of impact. But yeah, thanks a lot for sharing your story, your career. I feel it's, it's very important to talk about how we can combine business and technology and really more from a business side of view rather than from a technology side of view. So thanks a lot for sharing this. But before we finish now, I also have a couple of speed questions for you. And I hope you just answer with what's on top of your mind. So the first one is, who is your favorite female role model? I don't think there is a single person. Um, I think it's women who are not afraid to put out an idea, to put it on the table, to push for it, to voice their opinions. And I think I find inspiring people like that every day in my team amongst my colleagues but also through podcasts uh, like yours where you hear how people got to where they're now what is your most important skill i think it's curiosity mm. curiosity to understand things but also curiosity about other people and understanding their point of view and uh, the background they're coming from i think mm. that helps a lot in achieving things but also understanding things and broadening the the own knowledge yeah, and I would say in your case, curiosity to just try and do it. <laughs> and the last one, what is the best advice you were ever given to? It's actually not exactly an advice. It was more of an experience. It's a bit of a longer winded answer. But I was once staying at a, at a house in France for a few summer days with a bunch of friends. We were out in the garden playing some sort of a ball game. And one girl joined us a few minutes into the game and came in and said, what is this game? What do I have to do to win it? And of course, we had a good laugh uh, about the question of the way she came in. But it's really something that stuck with me and that I still ask myself very often in business situations. So first of all, you know, this game element, what is this game question? If you look at business situations, I think if you look at them as a game, it lets you approach them differently very often. And secondly, the what do I have to do to win lets you think about the goal and yes, of course, also the rules of the game, but you're immediately into the tactical actions you have to take to reach this goal. So I find that this is a mindset that's very helpful and it still makes me smile also when I think back at the situation. Absolutely. I, I'd love to see some of the faces if you walk into a boardroom and ask, so what's this game here? What do I need to do to win? And I'm sure a lot Absolutely. of people will be like, 
What? <laughs> Thanks a lot for sharing this with us. It was great to have you had at this podcast. And yeah, I, we will also share your LinkedIn profile so people who are interested to learn more about what you do at Digitech Caloxus and uh, maybe also explore opportunities there. The, I'm sure they are allowed to get in touch with you, right? Absolutely. Great. Perfect. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Friska. Did you enjoy this episode? Don't forget to comment or rate us on your podcast app. Never want to miss an episode again? Sign up now for our newsletter on techface.ch or follow us on Spotify or wherever you are listening to podcasts. Stay tuned and build your best career in tech.